Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have some awkward times on the internet where people share too much information. Okay. Okay, this is a text conversation. First guy, Matt, says, I grew ovaries and they exploded. Such cuteness. <laughs> and someone responded, that's funny, Matt. I had a son named Matt. He passed. Have a good day. <laughs> what? Awkward. That's awkward. Okay. Uh, this is a handwritten sign. It says, Times co-worker has mentioned she's vegan today. And there are six instances. Then below that it says, Times I've asked, zero. <laughs> <laughs> Someone posted on, looks like Facebook, why don't my mom's Christmas cookies ever taste like my mom's Christmas cookies when I make them? Tell me your secrets. And then someone commented, try and be a little more sensitive to the people who didn't even have mothers who baked them cookies. My mother, for instance, was an alcoholic and a drug addict and ruined most of my holidays growing up. It's very, very painful and frankly, sometimes downright insulting to the kids and now adults who didn't even have adequate parenting growing up and frankly sick of these gushy posts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so what? People aren't allowed to they are not say allowed, whatever they want anymore? They're not allowed to appreciate their mothers around other people. <laughs> they can't say anything nice about anybody around other people because it might insult them. Whatever. <laughs> Here's another text conversation. It says, hi there. Would it be possible to do four o'clock? I have to wait for someone to get out of work to help me load furniture. They responded, I can help if you like. I bench press my own body weight for reps and run a seven minute mile. Or I can do four. And then they, re they responded, thanks for the offer. Let's do four. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. Yes. Dude. Uh, this looks like Twitter. It says, I watched this girl drop her iced coffee on my way to class, and the only thing she said was, I'm so sick of being alive. Then someone responded, oh, fuck, say that to a child soldier contemplating eating the dead flesh of his still-breathing comrade just to survive. Holy shit. Oh, my god! What's wrong with people? Uh, this, I think, is from Reddit. Some guy asked me at the gym what I eat, and I just said, I don't know, whatever I want, just in moderation. And he goes, oh, I don't eat anything for pleasure. I only eat to fuel my body. Okay, you definitely only asked me so you could say that, but mm -hmm. that's cool, psycho. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What? what the fuck? People are fucking weird. People seriously, like, need to start podcasts. If they want to listen to themselves talk, mm -hmm. it's great. It's great. Just do that. And then if people want to listen to you brag about how much you weightlift or whatever, then they can. <laughs> uh, next one. Honda Civics are for broke boys. My JV basketball coach drives a 2006 BMW 3 Series and says if you want the finer things in life, you have to actually try for them. That's why he makes us practice without water if we lose a game. We made it to the semifinals last season, and then my girlfriend cheated on me. <laughs> that was someone's post on Reddit. Okay. What is wrong with people? 
Okay. Thunderstorms are great until your joints start to scream. Someone posted, looks like on Facebook. Then someone commented, have you had two hairline fractures on your spine? I thought not. I thought not. Sack up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shut up. Seriously? <laughs> someone posted very innocently, I choked on my fries. And someone commented, you should never eat fries. They're very unhealthy food. You got to keep up my muscles. So no thanks. I'll pass. Um, <laughs> no one was offering you any of their fucking fries, asshole. <laughs> okay. This is a uh, another text conversation. Uh, it starts off, hey. Then they say, hi. Thanks for liking my pick. You're fit, by the way. Uh, and they respond, welcome and thanks. And then the original poster says, I have a boyfriend, sorry. What? <laughs> uh, I did. Look at, look at it. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh. <laughs> Um, These people should be embarrassed. Oh, my God. But they're not. You know, I know they're not. I'm not sure. It looks like this guy might be trying to sell his iPhone X. A 13 is someone put a 13 year old has better stuff than yours. And then ha 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 ha. I have an iPhone 5, 6 plus, 7 plus X, iPad Pro 2018, $2,000 PC. I'm about to get iPhone XI. My parents make $7,000 a week. You're broke. <laughs> what? They just posted that. Guy trying to sell his phone. Someone put... I don't know what this is. But it might be Reddit. Uh, the downside to working at UPS is that it's union, and you basically have to wait for someone to retire to even get the chance to bid on a driver job. I worked there for three years and knew someone who had been there 10 and just won a bid to become a driver. Then someone commented, yeah, it's all about timing. I've been at UPS for three years and drive every Saturday as a part-timer and am set to go full-time this summer. Someone else commented, that's awesome, congrats. And then they said, thank you. And then someone, another person commented, Damn, that sucks. I got a degree in mechanical engineering and make almost six figures. I don't have to do any manual labor. Education is important. <laughs> wow, what? Uh, this looks like maybe Twitter. Says, I was never into Britney Spears or even attracted to her, but knowing she was popular when I was in high school makes me feel old when I see current pictures of her. She looks so old and run down now. And then someone commented, sir, this is a Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> what? I don't know. I guess because that, like, that post is just, I don't know. It was, it was late. It was titled Toxic, so. Uh, someone put on Facebook, so I've never had salmon before, and I'm not sure I'll like it because I'm picky about fish. Give me your recipes. Someone commented. (laughs) 
By the way, salmon isn't seafood. It's from rivers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Looks like a Facebook post. It says, word of the day, half widow, a woman with a lazy husband. And then someone commented, I am all widow for well over six and a half years. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, sorry. So... Like, sorry. Sorry. You want so much attention. Uh, this one says, we called my band teacher a boomer, even though he's not. Who wants the story? Someone commented, I'm going to be real with you, Chief. Nobody. (laughs) Someone posted, terrific casting choice. I was hesitant about the new Batman film, but between Matt Reeves and this incredible cast so far, I cannot wait to see it. And then someone posted, I won't watch it. And then someone someone commented on that one. That's cool, but please show me literally one person who asked. Okay, this is a uh, Twitter. It looks like it was reposted and someone commented, I have been thinking about this exchange all day. So Twitter post, original Twitter post says, every seafood restaurant in D.C. should have a special this week called Squid Pro Quo. And then someone commented, actually, the expression is quid pro quo, not squid. It's Latin. Oh, my gosh. Dude. That's why he said every seafood restaurant. Like, are you that dumb? Oh, my God. <laughs> he No, he, it's a he, yes, first of all. Absolutely. He thinks that he is the smartest person in the world. So they just had to show that that And they had to say it. What that meant. But all they did was make themselves look like a dumbass. Oh, my God. Uh, next one. It is a text exchange, and the first picture is of a pool table. Uh, looks like a screenshot, and it said, let's play eight ball. And then they texted back, hey, Daniel, I know it's been a hot minute since we've talked. I am I'm just really am not sure what to say, haha. I just think you should know that I'm actually dating somebody pretty seriously now. I think you're a super great guy and wish you all the best in what you do. Because he asked if he wanted to play pool. <laughs> um, aw. Okay. <laughs> and this is my last one. Someone posted, uh, looks like Facebook, who ordered the rain, LOL. It's been downpouring since 6 a.m. Someone posted, it was raining when I went to into work yesterday at 7. And then someone else posted... I've been in isolation since yesterday. I have scabies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and those were my awkward moments from the internet for the week. People are weird. I know. Like, what the fuck? Seriously, like, those kind of people really, really just need to talk. Or hear themselves talk. Like, start a podcast. I just want attention. Yes. That's so sad. Okay, this week I just did creepy stories that people have. Not necessarily paranormal, just Mm. creepy. I would say scary rather than creepy. When I was about 10 years old, I was at home when my mom went to the shops. I'd been in the sitting room watching television before deciding I wanted a drink and heading to the kitchen. 
From the door of the kitchen, I saw the tall, thin outline of a man outside of my back door and could see the doorknob turn. He put his hand through the cat flap, but was unable to reach the door. He went after a few minutes, and so I removed the key from the back door and put it on the kitchen table. I sat on the stairs in front of the front door until my mom got back, terrified. Oh my God, that is so scary and weird. Yes, very. My sister and I were latchkey kids. We would come home from school and babysit ourselves for an hour or so until mom came home from work. One day when we were about 10 and 8, a guy knocked on the door. We didn't open it. Under orders from my mom not to open it ever for anyone. He was a greasy old man driving a big rusty 70s car. He said he worked for the FBI and commanded us to open the door and talk to us or our mom would be in big trouble. Uh, We refused. He drove off and we never saw him again. Oh my God. That is so manipulative and Mm -hmm. like, fuck you. Yep. Not really creepiest, but it's still creepy when it happens. When I'm watching something scary on the TV or computer and my dog is beside me, she keeps staring down my long hallway turning her head and intently staring at nothing. Totally doing that on purpose. (laughs) Every time they watch a scary movie, hell no. That dog is fucking with you. (laughs) Just like we were talking about before, animals know way more than we think they do. (laughs) It's just like those Facebook posts where it shows like a couple of cats and and the little... Um, like the laser pointer? No, the the little thing above their head where, like, they're thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, "Watch this," and yeah. then it'll they'll do something. <laughs> I was home alone, age twelve or something, and I heard the sound of glass shattering from my parents' room. I cautiously walked in to see what was going on, thinking that maybe the dogs had knocked something over but was met with the silhouette of a guy climbing in through the window. Oh, my God. He didn't notice me at first, and I was dumbfounded for a few seconds. Then I shouted for the dogs. We had two boxers at the time, one of which was a very aggressive guard dog, and they both came running. The guy looked up and saw me, but immediately jumped back out the window. I was honestly hoping the dogs would chase him through the window, but they stopped (laughs) in the room and just barked at him. I eventually let them out back to go check it out, but the dude was long gone by then. My parents got home a couple hours later to a frightened young tween holding a broom handle as a weapon (laughs) with both dogs sitting around me. I didn't sleep well for the next few weeks. Aw, that sucks. Fucking people. I have a sleep talk recorder app on my phone. Basically, it only records when it hears sounds. So when you wake up, you have a bunch of around 8 to 20 second sound clips. Usually they're the the sound of me rolling around in my sleep. But one night I was home alone, parents were out, brother was at a friend's house. And when I woke up and was listening to the recordings, I heard mmm, one, two. And what sounded kind of like a German man's accent. There's no way I could have made that sound. I'm a teenage girl. The app is called Sleep Talk Recorder. There's no way I would ever do that. I don't care. No. I don't know. I might do it. No, because I know me. And if I ever heard anything like that, I would never sleep again. Mm -hmm. And I love to sleep. (laughs) 
I would be more curious what I do when I sleep. Mm, I don't like, do shit. I talk? I know I used to talk in my sleep because yeah. mommy said I did. Yeah. But I moan in my sleep, apparently. Aaron talks in his sleep. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I might try that. <laughs> he always goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always go, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> one day while doing my laundry, one of the lights blew out in my basement. My basement is set up so the laundry room is split from the other side of the basement with a wall and a door. In order to get upstairs, you have to exit the laundry room and go through the other part of the basement. So the light blew in the other part, not the laundry room. As it was the only light on that side, it was pretty fucking dark. I finished the laundry I had to do while dreading the walk through the dark basement. I exit the laundry room, get halfway through the basement, and I hear a loud cackle. Ugh. Imagine a sound people make when they imitate a witch. Oh my god. Take that and imagine that the witch had been smoking for 50 years, making her voice deeper and hoarser. That is what I heard, a clear as day right behind me. Oh my god. I did not hesitate to bolt for the stairs. I waited until my father got home and then changed the bulb. I have yet to hear that cackle since, and I have not told a single person in the house about it. That is terrifying. That is horrifying. What the fuck? When I was a young kid, I was home alone while my mom took my sister to school. After about 15 minutes, I heard the front door unlock, door open, and footsteps. They went into the kitchen, but were very slow and heavy footsteps. I assumed it was my mom, but thought it sounded weird for her. Normally, she calls out when she gets home. She's a slim woman. This sounded like a big-built guy with boots on. So I called out and the footsteps stopped. Dead silence. I freaked out and grabbed our dog from outside and hid in a corner. (laughs) A short while later, my mom really did come home and I told her about it and then I didn't hear them leave. However, the door was still locked, the windows were locked, and there wasn't a single sign anyone had entered, not even a mark on the carpet from a shoe. To this day, I have no idea what happened. I wonder if it was all in their head or if... It was a ghost? Maybe it was just a ghost passing through. Like they do? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Woke up around 2 a.m. to use the restroom, and I looked down the hallway and saw some figure standing in my kitchen. Huh? I looked away and looked back, and it was gone. Yeah. I almost didn't have to use the restroom because I about pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Oh, I would die. I would die. At least it was gone when they looked back, I guess. Uh, Yeah, but where the fuck did it go? God. Creepy. When I was a teenager, I lived in my father's basement. He would frequently go on business trips, and I would be alone in the house for up to a week at a time. One evening in spring, I was up alone watching TV at around 2 a.m. when I heard through the open windows what sounded like two distinct sets of footsteps outside walking from the front yard, around the side, and into the backyard where they stopped. It was then that I realized that since all my lights were on, I couldn't see outside, but the outside could see me. (sighs) I immediately panicked, shutting off my TV and lights, so now I was alone in my basement with no lights on, with what I thought were two prowlers sitting on my back deck. I don't know how long I was frozen in the darkness, but after I didn't hear any more sounds for a while... I quietly crept upstairs to try to get a better look into my backyard. Thankfully, all the lights upstairs were already off. 
Unfortunately, with the way the bushes and patio umbrella were set up, there were large blind spots where it sounded like those footsteps stopped. I considered calling 911, but then when my father inevitably found out, I knew I'd be forced to stay with my aunt when he went out of state. So I stared at that deck, waiting to see movement for at least 10 minutes before I began convincing myself that my mind was playing tricks on me. I decided to go investigate outside. I grabbed the closest thing to a weapon I could and an old shepherd's axe, went out my front door, and crept around the side of my house, crouching behind a bush. I finally mustered the courage to swing the axe into the bush and shout out, Hey! Nothing would nothing would happen, right? No one was there and I'd have a good laugh when I realized I was just being paranoid. Instead, I immediately heard the sound of deck chairs scraping on wood and two sets of human footsteps running off into the opposite direction. What? My heart stopped. I felt like I blacked out for a second from the adrenaline rush. I ran back around the side of my house in the direction I came. What was I to do? There was no time to think. I made it to my front door, swung it open, rushed inside, slammed it shut, and stood there in the darkness, practically hyperventilating. I stared out into the street, waiting to see someone leave the property, but no one did. It was then that I realized that now I wasn't safe inside my house like I thought I would be. I was trapped. So I ran out the front door into the middle of the street where I could scream if I saw someone. Surely by now I should have called the cops, but I wasn't thinking clearly anymore, if I ever was. Now I was facing my house, but I still didn't see anyone. So I glanced to the left, down the street, nothing. Then I looked right. Two male figures were walking away from me, a block and a half down the street. Just as soon as I noticed them, they turned left at the T-junction onto the main road and disappeared out of sight. For some reason, I ran after them, and when I turned that corner, no one was there. There should have been nowhere to go, and they would have only made it about a half a block if they were just walking. They must have had a car waiting there. I was 13. Holy shit. Just happened this summer, was home alone, and heard the doorbell ring. Open up to see this man there holding a large square bag. He starts talking about how he's an artist and is opening up a gallery soon and wanted to sell a couple paintings for a lower price to drum up interest or whatever. I'm Canadian and uber polite, so I just nodded and let him open the bag and start showing me the painting. They were nice. Couple landscapes, couple portraits, and then the nude started. This This went past nude. First one was painted and was okay, then the second one seemed more photorealistic and depicted a very messed up orgy. Then it went through bestiality and gore and just got really intense and awful. The man just stood there flicking through the canvases and grinning at me. (laughs) At one point he made a small step towards me and I just blurted out I didn't have enough money to pay for anything and slammed the door. (laughs) Checked a couple minutes later and he was still there. I shouted out from a window that I was going to call the police, and he left. What the fuck? What a fucking weirdo. Oh, my God. What, did he think he was going to show someone these pictures, and they're going to just invite him in? Probably, yeah. That's probably. Weird. <laughs> About a week before, a rash of break-ins had started in our neighborhood. Someone had attempted to break into our next-door neighbor's house, and both of our windows were accessible from a backyard ledge and a slope to a second-floor window. The Sunday before the break-in, a stranger knocked really loudly at our door. It was a type of knock. It was a type of knock cops use before they raid your house. When we answered the door, he muttered something about having the wrong house and walked away. 
We reported it to the police, but not much could be done at that point. I got home at about 1 p.m. from a doctor's appointment and all seemed well in the house. We thought we were relatively okay because we made sure the windows were locked at all times and didn't open them. My roommate's door was closed at the time. I went to my room to change into house clothes since I wasn't planning to go anywhere and went back downstairs. About 10 minutes after I got home, I sat down to watch a Henry Rollins video. Halfway through the video, I hear a commotion upstairs, more than either of my cats were capable of. Instead of calling the police immediately, I go upstairs with a machete into my roommate's room. One of my cats is hiding under my bed and the other is really spooked. My roommate's window is wide open and there is what looks like dog poop tracked on her bed. All the things on her windowsill have been knocked over or off and there were footprints in their place. I eventually did call the cops, but there was nothing to investigate at that point. Some jewelry boxes were open and there was evidence of someone rustling through the drawers, but thankfully nothing was broken or stolen. My roommate didn't really have much of value just sitting out in her room. I'm not sure if they were already there when I got home or if they snuck in just after I got home and I didn't hear and didn't hear me make any noise until I turned the video on. Later on, we came to find out that our windows were not installed properly, among many other things in that shitty, shitty house. So our locks didn't even work. We put a metal bar in the top of every accessible window. There was another break-in attempt at our next door neighbor a couple weeks later, but nothing at our house again. Hmm. Okay, and that was my last one. All right, I have more um, personal unsolved mysteries from people. Cool. Once I found a ring in a cemetery. It had clearly been dropped and was not on any grave, so I took it, and my mom posted about it on Facebook. Nobody ever claimed it, so I kept it. It wasn't fancy, just a dark metal with a small eye-like pattern. It was always cold to the touch and had no gems. One day, I lost it at school. I was super sad about it because I had gotten attached to it and wore it every day. So I told my mom I lost it and she promised to look for it as she worked at the school as a cleaner. I had not been outside that day, so it had to be inside. I got home that day and guess what was on my bed? The damn ring. Of course I was happy, but in the back of my mind I was confused because I knew I put it on. My mom came home two hours later and guess what she found? My ring. What? I now have two identical rings. She found it in my classroom near my desk. I still have both rings, but refuse to wear them. That is crazy. What the fuck? That is weird. That is super freaking weird. They're they're like timelines merged or something, and they ended up with something. That's crazy. Next one, when I was five, I was playing in my room while while my mom was cooking dinner downstairs. My toys were on always on a really high shelf that I couldn't reach alone, so I needed my mom to get them for me. I shouted down to her that uh, to get me one of my toys, but she said I'd have to wait a little until she came upstairs. I waited like five minutes before I tried. I decided to try and get them myself. I was jumping and trying to grab it, but I still couldn't reach it. That was until I started floating. This sounds so stupid to write down, but I remember it. I reached the toy and started playing with it. After a few more minutes, my mom came up and saw I had the toy. She asked me how I managed to reach it, and I told her I floated. She didn't believe me, but none of us had any other explanation of how I could have gotten it. (laughs) What? That's crazy. You think some ghosts, like, 
picked him up. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Next one. My husband and I lived in student family apartments while he was working on his degree and working two jobs. I stayed at home with our baby who had some special needs. I had been up all night with the baby and kissed the hubs goodbye when he left for work around 530 a.m. I finally got the baby to sleep around six and went to lie down myself, but couldn't fall asleep. I just lay there with my arm over my forehead, begging for sleep. My husband came home around 630. I didn't think much of it. He was a server at a restaurant, so so sometimes he came home early to study if they were slow and didn't need him. The front door was always locked, so I heard when he came in and put his keys in the dish. I was awake but lying down, kind of hoping he'd go to his desk and work so I could try to sleep. He walked over to me to check if I was sleeping when he then walked back to his desk to work. I was able to nap for about 30 minutes before the baby woke up again. I got up, took a quick shower, then got the baby ready for a walk. By that time, my hubs had left again, but I wasn't sure where he went as he didn't have class that morning. I tried to shrug it off, but I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off. I texted him while while on our walk to see where he went. Nothing. Two hours later, he texted me back saying he had just gotten off work and was on his way home. I'd asked why he came home earlier, and he said he'd been at work the whole time since they were really busy that morning. I called maintenance to see if they'd entered the apartment since they were the only other people that had a key, but they didn't. Then, who the hell came into my apartment wearing my husband's clothes? (laughs) Creepy. Uh, Next one. One evening, I was at home sitting on the couch with my daughter. We were watching TV when, out of nowhere, I felt a tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. My daughter was far enough away that it couldn't have been her. I looked around immediately but saw no one. Sitting a few yards away was my now ex-wife on the computer. As I look over, I saw her exit her page, clear the cache, and then clear internet history. There are a few reasons to do this, but they're all primarily to hide what you've been doing. It aroused my suspicions enough that I began putting a little more scrutiny into her computer time. Ultimately, this led to me uncovering infidelities and in the end, us getting divorced. To this day, I'm unaware of who or what tapped me on the shoulder. Nonetheless, I would like to say thank you. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You're like, hey, look over there. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. <laughs> Next one, when I was 11, I was in Sunday school at my church, and one of the church ladies was showing us her slides from her visit to the Holy Land. The pictures were really nice, lots of scenery and shots of famous sites. Then there was a slide of these people at the Mount of Olives. Everyone gasped and turned to look at me, including the church lady who took these pictures. One of the girls in the slide looked exactly like me, even down to the clothes she was wearing. I was wearing the same exact clothes right then. Since this was a fundamental Baptist church, everyone was looking at me in absolute horror. One of the kids mentioned something about a doppelganger. Others were asking me why I didn't tell them I went over there with the church lady And the church ladies were looking back and forth between me and the slide as if I was a demon. It was really terrifying. I had to explain that that was not me and that I didn't even know what a doppelganger was. I tried to use logic and and explain that, of course, there's going to be strangers who look alike, even though that didn't explain how we were wearing the same clothes. The kids moved on with their lives, but not the church ladies. They were never nice to me again, and not long after that, the leaders of the church found a way to kick me out. 
I guess they never read the part of the Bible about the Lord working in mysterious ways. Wow. Uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> Next I one. I started to say <gasps> something, too. I'm like, no. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> I experienced a Mandela effect of sorts with that what is love if not grief preserving quote from WandaVision. It's something I've had in my head for at least 20 years. I always thought it was a famous quote by a Bronte or whatever. When I started hearing people attributing it to WandaVision, I thought that was crazy ignorant and went deep diving for who really said it first. Apparently, it really was WandaVision. It's super fucked. I swear to God, I read that somewhere back in high school. Hmm, that's weird. What was it again? Um, okay, so WandaVision is a, what, a Marvel yeah. show? And the, a quote from her, apparently, is, What is love if not grief perceived? What is that word? Persevering? Persevering. Grief persevering. So what is love if not grief persevering? Is what Wanda said on WandaVision, apparently. But this guy thought he read it way before then. Hmm. Next one. Uh, my maternal grandmother wore three diamond rings given to her by her by my grandfather. The night she passed away, my mom packed up her things at the hospital but couldn't find the rings that night. Frantic, she called the hospice where my grandma had been before the ambulance brought her to the hospital. They stripped her room and even had the laundry service find her linens. Nothing. My mom triple-checked her belongings, purse, jacket, clothes, and nothing. The rings were lost. It was a long, terrible day, and my mom went to sleep late in the evening, still frantic over the rings. In the middle of the night, something suddenly woke her up. She shot up, walked to my grandmother's purse, opened it, and the rings were sitting right on top. Completely unmissable. We like to say my grandmother kept them for one more night before giving them <laughs> back to my grandma or grandpa. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Next one, a few years ago, my dog passed away. Three or four days later, we had a friend come in from out of town to stay with us. He had his three-year-old son with him, who had never been to our house before, never knew we had a dog. We were all sitting at the table eating dinner when the kid looked under the table and very casually said, I don't like your ghost dog. <laughs> we all froze and were like, uh, what did you just say? He repeated, I don't like your ghost dog. He was looking at exactly the spot she normally would have been laying under the table while we were eating dinner. It actually felt really comforting to think that she might still be here with us. <laughs> that's a funny story. <laughs> and that's weird for a kid to say. It is. I was just going to say that. Like, how? What made him say that? Was it the fact that nobody else, like, he knew that nobody else could see the dog? I don't know. So weird. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Next one, in 2015, my husband and I moved into the basement apartment of my parents' house after my mom died. The event I'm about to tell you about happened just a few months ago. My dad and I both have insomnia, so we were up texting around 3 a.m. He was in the living room and my husband was asleep in bed. I got up to get a drink from the kitchen and look in on my husband. Right then, a fan we had in the bedroom turned on and flew off the box we had it on 
hit the ceiling, and went all the way into the living room, hit the ceiling so violently it left a dent. My husband slept through it, I have no idea how, but my dad felt it through the floor even though his room was halfway across the house above where it hit. It was wild, I can't explain it. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, next one, one time, my friend and I were walking through Blockbuster. Tells you how old the story is. <laughs> yeah. Talking about what movie we were going to get. A couple walked by us as I was talking, and the man suddenly said my name. Just my name, nothing else at first. I turned, expecting to see someone I knew, but instead we just stared at each other blankly for several seconds before he said, I recognized your voice and knew your name, but I have no idea who you are. We then proceeded to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes going through every school, neighborhood, workplace, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, and vague acquaintance we could to come up with and could never find the connection. As far as we could tell, me and this man had never once encountered each other until that day. My friends continued to joke that this man is my husband in either a parallel universe or past life. <laughs> that's that's that weird. That is fucking weird. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, like recognizing someone's voice yeah that is an intimate connection that is weird uh-huh that's funny because okay i have been with aaron since i was 21 years old i'm 40 so almost half my life 20 year almost 20 years now and i had my front door open and my screen door like with the screen down to let some air in one time and Aaron came to the front door, knocked on it, and he was like, he was like, hi, is anyone here? No clue it was him whatsoever. It scared the shit out of me. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Next one. One of my teachers grew up in a house with a lot of paranormal activity and told stories all the time, but this one spooked me the most. Dream teacher. Holy shit. Sorry, that was my note added. <laughs> um, about 15 years after moving away, she and her three siblings went back to visit their childhood home. The house was a little ways out of town, but when they went to the road that led them home, it wasn't there. It looked like it had never even existed. They shrugged it off and drove down there anyway, only to find the house gone as well. There wasn't anything to suggest a house had been there at all. No foundation stones, no cement, nothing. Spooked, they went into town, a fairly small town, and asked if something had happened to their house. Everyone looked at them like they were nuts and said there's never been a house down there. They still have no idea what happened. That's crazy. What? What? That would totally flip me out. Absolutely. Like if we went, like we moved away. And then came back. And then came back and... Like a big meadow or something. Yeah, I would, I would die. flip out. I would too. I, yeah, that's I would think crazy. I was going crazy because I'd be like, "Am I in the right place? <laughs> what the fuck?" Especially like, I mean, this kind of sounded like it was out in the middle of nowhere, but ours is. I mean, not. There's definitely. I mean, there's houses right oh, next yeah. to it. You know, so like that would be really noticeable. Yes, if it was our house, it would. And this is my last one. Growing up in the late 80s, I was a latchkey kid and kept losing my, my house key. My parents had to change the locks at least five times that I can remember. The last time they changed the locks, I was around 11, and they told me I'd be grounded if I lost the next house key. 
My mom put the house key on a long piece of nylon rope necklace that I'd worn every day for months. One day while I was riding the bus home from school, it just disappeared into thin air from my neck. I was always fiddling with it, but never took it off. I had my back against the seat, so no one could have taken it off from me. I remember looking around everywhere on the bus for it, and no one had admitted to seeing it. When I got home, I asked my next-door neighbor that was around my age to help me break into my house. Apparently, a second-story window was unlocked, so he used his dad's ladder to get up to the window and let me in. I left a window unlocked and would crawl through it every school day for the next three or four months instead of telling my parents I lost another house key and getting into trouble. One Saturday, I woke up to my ceiling fan spinning. That was weird because it was autumn and no longer hot, so I hadn't turned it on. Then I noticed something hanging on the ceiling fan knob on my wall. It was my house key, still on the rope, dangling like someone had just put it there. I confronted my parents about it, and they had no knowledge of how it got there. They had no idea it had ever been lost. The whole situation was very weird. I have no idea how my key had vanished to reappear months later. It apparently had a profound effect on me because in 35 years, I have never lost another set of keys. (laughs) That is creepy. Well, that's, they didn't lose it. It was taken. What the fuck? No, no. Well, those were mine for the week. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. All right. Please keep my heartbroken toddler in your thoughts because I vacuumed up some crumbs from the floor that he was apparently very attached to. Oh, he's saving them for later. (laughs) (laughs) My three-year-old niece wanted me to pretend I was her baby. When I pretended to cry, she promptly put a pillow over my face and told me, shh. Oh, my God. (laughs) Kids are terrifying. (laughs) Do not let that child have a baby. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I wish we could do that sometimes. Yeah, really. Just shh. <laughs> <laughs> my 12-year-old had a sleepover last night and I regret to inform you she's the hey guys, let's keep it down kid. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Last night at dinner, my six-year-old asked me what the most dangerous shark was, and I said the lone shark. So naturally, (laughs) I received an email from his teacher this morning. It it was true! (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) My dad said... That is not the most dangerous (laughs) shark. My dad said it was the loan shark. <laughs> Six-year-old, am I made of yolk? Me. Six-year-old, my friend said my friend said we come from eggs, so did I come from the white or the yellow? <laughs> Me. Ah, go ask your father. <laughs> i thought my two-year-old would be okay with the new car show even though i heard it was a bit scary because he loves cars and has never been scared of tv but we watched the haunted house episode he was completely silent and then at the end said i don't want to watch tv anymore (laughs) did i break him i think so (laughs) 
Sticks and stones may break my bones because my kid left them all over the living room floor. <laughs> Sticks and stones? That's funny. Is chicken the animal smell? It- what? What? I don't know. <laughs> try that again okay <laughs> is chicken the animal spelled the same as chicken the food my child about to be shook oh they don't get it no <laughs> accidentally put grown-up toothpaste on my toddler's toothbrush and he screamed like i was cleaning his teeth with a carolina reaper dipped in tabasco sauce <laughs> Me. I had my first crush on a girl when I was in the first grade. My seven-year-old. Wow, that was a long time ago. Do you think she's still alive? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. Some parenting moments no one can prepare you for. Like the day your adorable baby runs to your arms and says, Mommy, I have to show you something so special to me. And she leads you to the bathroom and unveils her incredibly special and disturbingly gigantic mound of poop. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> Do tons of activities with your toddler on Saturday. Wait. I need to go to bed. We're almost done. <laughs> Do tons of activities with your toddler on Saturday. Let them stay up late and really wear them out so they still wake up at 4.30 on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, because they go to bed at 8 o'clock when you do that. Well, Peyton, when he when he was in that phase, he hasn't been in that phase for a long time. But when he was, it didn't matter when he went to bed. He always got up early. Oh, yeah, they, they, they're crazy. <laughs> My seven-year-old son grabbed a big stick that was leaning against a building, and a woman stopped him and told him it was her husband's stick, so apparently this is something he might not grow out of. Oh. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) The sun is shining, birds are chirping, my husband and son are farting on one another. It truly is a wonderful life. Okay. My kids are piercing their baby doll's ears and after much debate decided against lip rings because, and I quote, they're just babies, maybe when they're 10. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Because 10 is grown up. Yeah. For sure. It is. Oh my God. (laughs) When your kids get too old to bring home school fundraisers, the second half of your life begins. Hmm. Seven-year-old, can I get a snack? Me, are you feeling hungry? Seven-year-old, you don't need to be hungry to eat a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. It is. (laughs) (laughs) As a parent, I really look forward to the time I get to myself in between my child's bedtime and when I go to sleep, all seven minutes of it. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Santa is watching me, a Jewish mother, to her children in September. (laughs) That is beautiful. I love it. I don't know why they call it geriatric pregnancy. It's not like we pee our pants, wake up 40 times a night, wear our pajamas around all day, and, oh. (laughs) 
And we did that before. <laughs> My son is singing a song he made up called Free the Nipples. What? Because he doesn't want to wear a shirt, and I don't think I'm mature enough to be a parent right now. <laughs> and that song will get stuck in your head. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I suffer from a form of mild cognitive impairment called motherhood. (laughs) I like it. Can we, like, make that a thing, please? (laughs) My kid just turned four, so I keep telling her things like, four-year-olds always clean up their toys after they're done playing, and four-year-olds always eat everything on their plate. So far, it's working, but I suspect my time is limited. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) My daughter has decided she now eats dark chocolate, the one treat I never had to hide because I was the only one in the house who liked it. That's Nothing is sacred. (laughs) No. (laughs) I put together a new Hot Wheels set with my five-year-old, and he said he was so excited that he might start crying. It was so cute that he thought it was for him. My kid sure has a lot of opinions about string cheese for someone who's only been around for four years. (laughs) My six-year-old, what's the difference between a barracuda and a shark? Me. When a barracuda is near, you'll hear a guitar riff. When it's a shark, you'll hear a tuba. (laughs) Accurate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I typed my symptoms into into DadMD and it said, you'll live. (laughs) Five-year-old during the queen's funeral. I can't wait to marry Prince George and be queen of the world. When do they all have lunch? I wonder if they keep snacks in those big furry hats. When I'm queen, I'll tell my servants to bring me a cheese bagel. Mommy, can you bring me a cheese bagel? Oh my God. That's great. And this is my last one. Tomorrow's dress-up day for my kids' school is throwback to the 2000s. Pardon me while I go grab my walker. Throwback to yeah. the 2000s? It's still the 2000s. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, throwback to the 2000s. Two- don't. Was that it? That was, I told you that was my last one. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.